Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Driver, I'm Liz Anderson. The DNA collected by police to confirm their suspicions about the Potomac River rapist can be used in court. I'm John Doman. Gains on Wall Street to wrap your business week Friday at the close. The Dow was up 420 points. Good morning. Welcome in. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Stacey Lynn in Washington. It is crunch time. Election day is three days away, and there's a lot at stake. Pennsylvania's Senate race is expected to be one of the tightest in the country. CBS's Skylar Henry reports. In Pennsylvania, Dr. Mehmet Oz has been arguing that illegal drugs and violent crime are plaguing the state, where he's up against Democrat John Fetterman. We have families all over the Commonwealth worried about crime. So much so they won't send their kids outside. In recent days, Fetterman has been focusing on high inflation, gripping the U.S. and pointing some blame at corporate America. But I think it's even much more critical to uh, push back against the kind of the kind of the corporate greed. A busy weekend in Pennsylvania with dueling rallies. You get President Biden and former President Obama in Philadelphia while former President Trump rallies outside of Pittsburgh. Trump hinted this week about another bid for the White House. Our Robert Costa tells Trump us. Trump allies say some in his inner circle believe a third run for the White House could shield him from multiple ongoing probes, including his efforts to overturn the 2020 election, handling of records more classified, and the Capitol attack. Well, now that Elon Musk has taken over Twitter and started handing out pink slips to thousands of employees, CBS's Carter Evans reports the attitude of the new CEO may be turning off advertisers as the list of companies suspending business with them is now growing. Montclair State University professor Bon Benton authored a study showing that immediately after Musk took over, hate-filled tweets increased substantially, and there's concern of what could happen after all the job cuts. If they are removing people whose primary job is is the control of content. We may be seeing even more of this. The Brooklyn Nets, Kevin Durant speaking up about the fallout surrounding his teammate Kyrie Irving. He told the NBA Yes Network. It's an unfortunate situation for people that are impacted. Irving's social media post that centered on an anti-Semitic movie got him suspended for five games. Nike has cut ties with him as well and will no longer launch the Kyrie 8 sneaker, his eighth with the company. It was supposed to come out on Tuesday. Nine twisters ripped through Texas last night. KTVT's Jason Allen is in Hopkins County. This spot was where a home was sitting. The tornado picked that house up and it moved it a good 50 to 75 feet away. Four reported tornadoes in Arkansas and one in Oklahoma where one person was killed. Here's your reminder. You need to set your clock back an hour tonight. It's the end of daylight saving time. Saving, not saving. That extra S is for the extra hour of sleep that you'll get. This is CBS News. You don't need a job platform. You need a hiring partner. Indeed lets you schedule and conduct virtual interviews. All from one place. Start at Indeed.com slash credit. It's 5.03 on Saturday, November 5th, 63 degrees, a breezy and warmer day with highs in the upper 70s. Good morning, I'm Nick Ionelli. The top local stories we're following this hour. Five people have been found dead in Charles County, Maryland. The county sheriff's office says the people were discovered inside a home in La Plata. The investigation is just getting started. It's being 
classified as a murder investigation, but they're tight-lipped on some of the details. When asked if all the five victims were shot, they're saying, well, originally we were called out for a shooting, but at this point, we're still investigating the cause of death for the five people. They're still working on identifying who those people were and what relationships those people had amongst them. So still a lot of unanswered questions at this point. That's Mauricio Casius reporting with our news partners at NBC4. A 15-year-old boy has died after being shot in northwest D.C. Police say they got a call last night about shots being fired on M Street by the Mount Vernon Square Metro Station. We're looking for a lone shooter who exited a silver Mercedes with tinted windows, ran past a group of folks on the sidewalk, ran into the alley, and shot at a specific group of people uh, of which this juvenile was a part of. D.C. Assistant Police Chief Andre Wright says the suspect ran back to his car and drove off. It comes after a 14-year-old boy was shot and killed in Southeast on Halloween night. New information this morning, a 15-year-old has been arrested in connection with the shooting of Washington Commander's running back Brian Robinson. It's the second arrest made in the case. A 17-year-old was arrested earlier in the week. Robinson was shot in the leg in August during an attempted robbery in Northeast D.C. He was arrested from the hospital. He was released from the hospital the day after the shooting happened. No bond for a man in D.C. who was arrested in connection with the death of a two-year-old who was found unconscious. According to the 11-page affidavit, police found the boy's mother when they were called to the building on October 13th, kneeling next to him on the sidewalk and doing CPR. The toddler died five days later. The affidavit includes 911 calls and surveillance video, which outlined the case against Deshaun Matthews. Prosecutors say Matthews used his hands to beat the child to death. Security photos from a parking garage allegedly show Matthews and the child getting out of a car with another person, walked towards the lobby of the apartment complex on October 13th. The court documents also show the boy and the suspect go into the lobby of the apartment where Matthews is accused of hitting the child. The boy's mother's cell phone was also seized by police during their investigation. Ann Kramer, WTOP News. We're following some new information this morning on a charter bus driver who police say was drunk as he went off the road while driving around a bus full of D.C. elementary school kids. D.C. council members now say more needs to be done to stop the school system from ever using that bus company again. D.C. council members Christina Henderson and Mary Che say it's not enough to stop using the company that employed the person who drove children while intoxicated. They're asking DCPS Chancellor Lewis Farabee to add Rome charters to the list of excluded parties. They want to make sure other city agencies don't unknowingly contract with the company and encounter similar problems. The investigation after the October 27 crash revealed the bus driver's license was revoked in Virginia after a DUI charge and other drivers on that trip didn't have proper license. Licenses. Liz Anderson, WTOP News. Coming up on WTOP after traffic and weather, new evidence that employees in the U.S. are getting less done. It's 5.07. Sell your home the stress-free way like I did with Jennifer Young of Jennifer Young Homes. This is Dave Johnson. And what's great about Jennifer Young, so many options, so many strategies, like her door-to-door move program. Jennifer can help you move on your timeline by enabling you to stay in your home after you've sold it until her team helps you find and lock down your next home. That's teamwork. That's why you need to connect with Jennifer at jenniferyounghomes.com. That's jenniferyounghomes.com or 877-611-SELL. Keller Williams Realty, 703-815-5700. What's the value of house calls from United Healthcare Medicare Advantage? A highly trained nurse practitioner does a free exam right in seniors' homes. Comprehensive. Looks holistically at health, from medical care to social and other needs. Follow-through. Support seniors in getting the follow-up care they need. 
That's why millions of seniors rely on house calls from United Healthcare Medicare Advantage. Learn more at uhg.com slash house calls. House calls may not be available in all areas. Did you hear the news? There's a new team in town. DC News Now, your new local TV station. We've got more reporters in the field than anyone else and four locations throughout the DMV covering all the news that impacts you. We have late news. That's not too late. Join me, the Smeen Mafus, for DC News Now at 9. Mornings, evenings, and late news, that's not too late. Visit dcnewsnow.com slash watch to check your local listings. We'll see you there. Good morning. It's 5.08. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off at train cleaning today. Traffic and weather on the 8th. And when it breaks, Ian Crawford is in the traffic center. We're still watching our work zones in Virginia, Nick. We'll come off the Capitol Beltway on the outer loop from Maryland into Virginia. And we still have the work near the GW Parkway. Ultimately, you'll be down to a single right lane, or check that, a single left lane as you move past Georgetown Pike and on toward Tyson's. Everything else seems to be fairly decent. We've got the work on the inner loop. After exit 50 for Route 50, Arlington Boulevard heading toward I-66, two left lanes getting by there. The ramps to go east and west on I-66 are shut down by this work zone. Over the top of all that, on 66, the work continues in earnest westbound before the Capitol Beltway left lane getting by. And then after the Fairfax County Parkway, it'll be a a right lane to get by. Eastbounders after 29 Gainesville passing the Prince William Parkway exit 44, two left lanes will get by. And the ramp to the Prince William Parkway still shut down. And then eastbounders after Nutley Street, you're going to lose the right lane as you get closer to the Capitol Beltway. And that ramp from eastbound 66 to the interloop still blocked by the work. On 123, through Woodbridge, that I believe it's a portion that's still Gordon Boulevard near Old Bridge Road, report of a crash with caution for what may be in the roadway. 395 northbound work is going to be after Glebe Road blocking the right side. In Maryland, we had crash activity on 95 northbound on the ramp to go east on Route 100, exit 43A. That ramp was blocked. Unclear whether it still is. Have not got an all clear from Maryland State yet. On the rest of 95, though, we are good. BW Parkway drama free between the beltways. Silver Diners Fall menu will warm you up. Try their apple pie stuffed French toast or their plant-based oatmeal pancakes with with blueberries. Learn more at silverdiner.com. Silver Diner. Eat well, be well. I'm Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. The forecast with Storm Team 4 meteorologist Doug Kammerer. Storm Team 4 tracking your weekend after what was another fantastic Friday. I mean, wow, high temperature of 75 degrees, abundant sunshine. Now, as we make our way into the day on Saturday, we'll see a few more clouds, but still very warm. There could still be some areas of fog in the morning, so heads up for that, but I don't think it'll be as prevalent as our Friday morning. High temperatures in the afternoon on Saturday, mid to upper 70s. I'm going 78 in the city on Sunday. We're trying to get some shower activity early, mostly along and west of I-95. A good chance for some of those showers, and we could even see some areas of moderate rain. Uh, Now, the good news is during the afternoon, things dry out considerably, and we get warm again with some some sunshine with a high of 77. Monday going for a record high temperature of 78 degrees, but finally some cooler air moving in on Tuesday with a high of 64. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Kammerer. It's 59 degrees at Fort Belvoir, 63 in Silver Spring. We've got 63 outside WTOP Studios, brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. It's 5:11. Employers nationwide are worried that workers are getting less done these days. In the first half of this year, productivity plunged by the sharpest rate on record going back to the 1940s. 
Productivity being the measure of how much output in goods and services an employee can produce in an hour. Sean and Hillary talked about it with Washington Post reporter Taylor Telford. This is definitely a really significant drop. It ends up being, in terms of the first half of the year anyhow, we're looking at the sharpest drop in worker productivity than that we've seen since basically 1947, around the end of World War II. And it's really perplexing bosses and economists alike, because at the beginning of the pandemic, we actually saw a really huge boom in productivity that had kind of forced some economists to forecast or encourage them to forecast that there might be a bigger boom in store because technology is one of the biggest drivers of productivity, that kind of innovation that allows workers to do more. But it seems like there's a real mystery as to why things are dropping off right now. But there's a lot of possible reasons that range from kind of burnout. We've seen a lot of people kind of reassessing the way that work fits into their lives and just generally feeling really exhausted by all of the demands of the pandemic the past few years. But there's also some economic reasons that might be weighing on it, like the toll of inflation making things a lot harder for businesses to get things done. What about, though, there are some who just believe that because many workers are working at home, they're not being directly supervised by somebody. What about that? Is that a big factor here? Well, it's definitely hard to quantify something like that. That's one thing that I heard over and over from economists, actually, is although it's pretty easy to measure productivity in manufacturing or jobs where you're producing something that's easy to measure, the kind of jobs that are done remotely tend to be like white-collar knowledge jobs that it's a lot more difficult to kind of quantify progress. But certainly the term productivity paranoia has really caught a lot of traction with bosses who are basically feeling feeling like their workers aren't doing as much work as they say they are. What happens if this isn't turned around? Yeah, it could definitely have pretty big implications for the economy, especially with a recession possibly looming around the corner. When it comes down to it, productivity is kind of like the jet fuel of the economy. It makes it so that standards of living improve a lot faster when people are being more efficient with their time and their money. It allows wage growth, all that kind of good stuff. But the opposite is also true that when productivity wanes, and companies are able to produce you know, less with less, basically. It has a huge toll on the quality of life. And so there could definitely be big ramifications if we don't see this turnaround, especially if a recession does arrive early next year. That's Washington Post reporter Taylor Telford talking with our Sean and Hillary. Coming up on WTOP. Unsolved Mysteries drops new episodes on Netflix from true crimes to paranormal activity. I'm Jason Fraley. It's 514. Hiring the right talent is my number one priority for my growing company. I used to believe that if you post it, they will come was the only way to recruit new employees. However, after months of being ghosted by candidates and having more empty chairs than employees made me fire the dot-coms and reach out to 2060 Digital. Their team of experts created and managed a custom marketing strategy to help me reach and hire the best candidates for my growing company. Their social media experts created ads that highlighted our facility. Their email experts developed A-B testing strategies to find the best time to reach them. And the best part? 2060 Digital is a Google Premier Partner. So when my audience searched for available jobs online, we topped our competitors in search engines. See what they can do for you by visiting 2060digital.com. 2060 Digital. Building campaigns that connect. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. 
Think Red. 5-15 to Frank Hanrahan. Embarrassing loss for the Wizards. 42 points. Brooklyn Nets come to town and beat the Wiz 128-86. Worst home loss ever in franchise history for the Wizards. Kevin Durant, 28 points, 11 assists, 9 boards to lead Brooklyn to its first road win of the season. Former GW star Yuta Watanabe added 14 points off the bench for the Nets, who were playing without suspended guard Kyrie Irving. Just a bad, bad loss for the Wiz and coach Wes Unsell Jr. They flat out beat us, they beat us. Okay, that, that, that's going to happen some nights. Shots aren't going to fall, but our approach, our competitiveness wasn't there. Wiz now 4-5. and five. They'll visit the Memphis Grizzlies Sunday. Nike, meantime, announcing they are suspending its relationship with Kyrie Irving, effective immediately, and will no longer launch his new Kyrie 8s. This comes in the wake of the controversy surrounding Irving's social media posts about a book and movie containing anti-Semitic ideas. Commanders get the Vikings Sunday at 1 o'clock, ruled out because of injury. Wide receiver Jahan Donson, running back J.D. McKissick, along with linebackers Cole Holcomb and David Mayo. Vikings are 6-1 and one under Kirk Cousins, a quarterback. Commanders 4-4 four and four looking for their fourth straight victory. Dave Butts, who helped anchor the Washington Football's defensive line in the 1980s has died at the age of 72. Friday Night Football, some top programs going at it. DeMatha knocks off Good Council 28-14. I'm Frank Hanrahan, WTOP Sports. The top stories we're following for you on WTOP. Former presidents are heading to Pennsylvania today, rallying voters ahead of the midterms. Barack Obama campaigns in Pittsburgh with Democratic Senate hopeful John Fetterman. And Donald Trump is going to be in southwestern Pennsylvania with Fetterman's Republican opponent, Dr. Oz. Twitter has started widespread layoffs as the new owner, Elon Musk, overhauls the company. The speed and size of the job cuts may lead to lawsuits. At least one was filed already, alleging that Twitter violated federal law by not providing fired employees enough notice. Where will the FBI build a new headquarters? Leaders in Maryland are pushing for Prince George's County. County Executive Angela Alsobrooks says the area has two sites in particular that perfectly match the government's criteria. Stay with WTOP for more on these stories in just minutes. Netflix recently revamped Unsolved Mysteries after its initial run from 1987 to 2010. And season three of this new version of the show is now released. Season three of the new Unsolved Mysteries is compelling as ever. Six of the episodes are true crime mysteries, including a New Jersey high schooler found dead on train tracks, a St. John's University student who disappeared from a poker game, and a Tampa Bay man whose body was found tied to an anchor. The other three episodes are supernatural, including UFOs over Michigan and Navajo Rangers investigating the paranormal. The real and the surreal combine for the freakiest episode, The Ghost in apartment 14 as a woman moves into a haunted apartment where her daughter talks to the ghost of a woman who used to live there and went missing in 1976. Hopefully viewers will provide further clues and bring closure for the families. Jason Fraley, WTOP News. Good morning. It's 518. Traffic and weather on the 8s. Ian Crawford's in the traffic center. On 66 eastbound, the work near the Capitol Beltway. The right lane is blocked and apparently the ramps to the inner and outer loop are blocked. And so you will need to either use the express lanes or you'll need to go and double back through Falls Church to get on to either the inner or the outer loop of 66 from or t- from uh, the Beltway from 66. Elsewhere in Virginia, on the Capitol Beltway, the inner loop work after Arlington Boulevard, two left lanes get by. The ramps through eastbound and westbound 66 are blocked by the work. Outer loop, the coming off the Legion Bridge, the work continues past the Georgetown Pike and on toward the Georgetown, uh, past the George Washington Memorial Parkway, on toward the, the Georgetown Pike. 
the left lane gets by ultimately. On the rest of the on the, the Maryland roadways, we're still waiting for an all clear on our crash 95 northbound on the ramp to go east on Maryland Route 100, exit 43. That was blocking the ramp at last report. New crash reported, Baltimore-Washington Parkway southbound after the ramp, the split with DC 295 and Route 50. Should be blocking a right lane. There had been work on Branch Avenue northbound near the Capitol Beltway with two right lanes getting by. And there was also work on 50 westbound coming from the Bay Bridge, passing Day- Baydale Drive, heading toward Ritchie Highway, and a right lane is getting by. The ramp to go north on Route 2 was blocked across the Bay Bridge. It's two-way traffic on the eastbound span running without delay. Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. Let's get a look at this forecast with Storm Team 4 meteorologist Ryan Miller. How do we look today? Well, Nick, we're going to see a little bit of fog here this morning. Otherwise, it's going to be a very warm November weekend. Temperatures are going to be into the middle to upper 70s in many locations here through the afternoon hours. Partly sunny for your day today. And tonight, we're going to see a couple of showers possible, especially west and northwest of D.C. And those showers will continue into your Sunday northwest and west of D.C. Scattered showers that is, but tomorrow it's going to be another very warm day with temperatures in the middle 70s and uh, mostly cloudy skies around the region. Clocks go back tonight with daylight saving time coming to an end here at 2 a.m. tomorrow morning. And so we're going to have an earlier sunrise and an earlier sunset here heading into your day tomorrow. Monday, we will see a couple of showers here possible into the early morning hours. Otherwise, another warm one. Temperatures into the middle to upper 70s. And then ultimately, we're going to see sunshine as well for Monday and then sunshine and cooler temperatures heading into Tuesday and Wednesday. 63 in Washington, 58 degrees in Bowie, and Nick, right now in Gaithersburg, we're at 65. And it's 63 outside of our studios, brought to you by Len the Plumber, trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Coming up... Police in Oxon Hill say an apparent shoplifting ended with two people dead. I'm Kate Ryan. It's 521. Here's Graham Slingbaum, a federal solutions engineer at CyberArk on the CISO Handbook, modernizing cybersecurity at the Defense Department, sponsored by CyberArk. Where we're seeing a chance to make a difference, to recommend some things, is really in the prioritization. I think everybody knows where they want to end up, but they don't know where to start. And I think that's where we see CyberArk filling a clear number one priority with a lot of these agencies, because the challenge is to get the most bang for your buck in those early phases. Listen to the entire discussion on Federal News Network. Search CyberArk. As the global leader in privileged access management, a critical layer of IT security, CyberArk protects data, infrastructure, and assets across the enterprise, in the cloud, and throughout the DevOps pipeline. CyberArk delivers the industry's most complete solution, helping federal agencies meet today's challenging security and compliance requirements. And CyberArk is trusted by the world's leading organizations, including more than 50% of the Fortune 500, to protect against external attackers and malicious insiders. Visit CyberArk.com to learn more. That's C-Y-B-E-R-A-R-K.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you 24-7 with supplies and solutions for every industry and access to product specialists ready to help. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 1877 Cars for Kids. K-A-R-S, Cars for Kids. Donate your car today at carsforkids.org. Your car, running or not, can be picked up as soon as the next day. No title, no problem. Call 877-CARS-FOR-KIDS or go online at carsforkids.org to donate today. 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. 
Donate your car today. Now accepting donations of land, homes, buildings, or any kind of real estate. This is WTOP News. 523. Police say he terrorized the D.C. region for years, raping women and killing one of them. While his lawyer tried to stop this, the biggest piece of evidence in the case is going to be used by prosecutors. The DNA police got from Giles' work was collected voluntarily, said a D.C. judge, giving prosecutors the ability to use the biggest piece of evidence they have in this trial. DNA is the only reason Warwick even landed on the radar, and it's all police have connecting him to the rape of several women in D.C. and Maryland, including the rape and murder of Christine Marzion. That's the crime he'll go on trial for later this month. For days last month, prosecutors and the defense argued whether Warwick really could have told the police no when they asked to speak to him and when they asked for his DNA. The judge says in his opinion it's clear the answer to that was yes. John Dome in WTOP News. If you want to hear more about the case, it is featured on WTOP's podcast series, American Nightmare. A shooting inside a grocery store yesterday in Prince George's County is under investigation this morning. Two people died in that shooting. The giant grocery store on Audrey Lane in Oxon Hill was marked off with yellow crime scene tape. And Prince George's County Police Major Zachary O'Lair said the gunfire broke out when a male security guard confronted a woman inside who they say was stealing. O'Lair said when the woman was confronted, she pulled out a gun and began firing. The security guard fired back. As a result... Of this, both have died of their injuries. Police would not comment on the operations of security at the store, and giant officials said they can't comment while the case is under investigation. In Oxon Hill, Kate Ryan, WTOP News. It's 525, Money News at 25 and 55. Here's Jeff Claybaugh. The Dow rallied 402 points Friday, but it still lost 1.4% this week. The S&P 500 index down 3.3% for the week. The Nasdaq down more than 5.5% this week. With Election Day next week, inflation remains the top voter concern. An update to inflation next week with the Consumer Price Index expected to show price gains slowed just modestly last month. Also next week, a fresh Consumer Confidence Survey. Jeff Claybaugh. WTOP News. Traffic and weather coming up next, and then after that... Why it's possible we may not know who will control the U.S. Senate on election night. On Capitol Hill, I'm Mitchell Miller. It's 526. Diamonds Direct's legendary pre-holiday sale is coming. November 11th through 13th, you get instant savings. 20% off virtually everything. Plus, top jewelry designers are flying in with their entire collections. All on sale. An expanded selection of rings, earrings, pendants, bands, bracelets, all new fashion jewelry. Lowest prices of the year. Shop early for the holidays and save big. Get special financing, too. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. It's three days only. Mark your calendar November 11th, 12th, and 13th at Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. At United Bank, the community bank of the nation's capital, we know the financial decisions you're making to keep your families and future secure. With a long history of safe, sound, relationship-driven banking.